What's up? Welcome back to the Triple Cross Podcast. I'm here with Jay Bags. I'm here with Carter from the district. We're on IG Live. We're on YouTube Live. We're talking MVP. We're talking Rookie of the Year. We're talking all the individual awards, and we're doing all that right after this. Let's go. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. All right, all right, all right. Jay Bags, how you doing, buddy? Doing great, doing great. Carter, how you doing, my guy? Doing good. Busy day for you. I know you got a lot going on. I appreciate you being here. For sure. Uh, okay, so just so everybody knows the deal, here's how the NBA Shop gift card giveaways work if you haven't been here before. You got to hop in. The, first, you got to subscribe to the channel. You got to hit the bell icon so you get notifications. And then you got to hop in the chat and tell us, who you think is uh, going to win MVP this year. And you have to like the video. We will give away an NBA shop gift card every 10 likes on the video. So every time we hit 10 likes, so once we hit 10, we'll give away one gift card. Once we hit 20, we'll give away another 30. Everybody knows how to count by tens, I hope. <laughs> um, you guys get it. All right, let's talk. So, so we're gonna we're gonna open up today, guys, with some crossing out or crossing up. If you guys, if y'all have been here before, you know what crossing out or crossing up is. It's just, you know, we're gonna go around the horn here and say something that we think that we're like, I'm crossing them out, I'm writing them off. They're no good. They're Jared's last week girlfriend. <laughs> uh, and then we're gonna say something we're crossing up as well. Who's got it first, Carter? What do you got? You go. Crossing out. Um, I'm an honorary, honorary Mavs fan because I love Luca and I got a friend from Dallas, but they, they need a lot of things to happen. Some things out of their control for them to even make the play in Dude. at this point. And I think it's uh wraps for their season officially all but official. Yeah. yeah, no, I, uh, I agree. What do you, so, so just for a second here though, like what is honestly, what's to blame? Do you think? You know what I mean? Like, do you blame? Because it's so easy to say, "Hey, they were, so. they were gonna, they were gonna make the playoffs before Kyrie came," you know, and then he came. So it's just so easy to like correlate it. But if you look at it, it's like, well, is it Kyrie's fault that they traded away all their defense? You know, like they knew they knew what he was. They knew he wasn't a defender. Like, so so, what do you think is to blame here? Some people are starting to blame Jason Kidd. Old Jay Kidd always gets the brunt of it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what happened in Milwaukee too. <laughs> what do you think, Carter? I think it might have just been a failure to adjust after getting Kyrie. I think Cuban came out and said a bunch of stuff today, or maybe it just surfaced today yeah. where he said it was his fault for not changing personnel after the Kyrie trade. I mean, the roster is still fine. I think they probably need some more defense. They don't have Dorian, but they have uh, Josh Green and Maxi Cleaver is an all right defender for a stretch four or five. So, you know, Luca and Kyrie plus defense to be able to get you a long, long way. They just got to figure uh, well, it out. And also, they just they make weird roster decisions. Like I don't really understand the usage rate of Christian Wood. You know what I mean? Like he's pretty good. And like you put Christian Wood and and Luca in a pick and roll, and honestly, it should work. And like if you're not gonna put Christian Wood in a pick and roll, why is he there? 
what else are you going to do right. with it? Like, he's just there to like, I don't know, for, for bench support. Like, is he super good at keeping those bench chairs warm? I don't know. Like, why is he even there? You know what I'm saying, Jared? Right. Right. Yeah. I think, I think it's a lot of it. Like, there's so many pieces to the pie and I think everybody is, is to blame, but I, I agree with you. Christian Wood, why, why does he not start? Why does he not play more minutes? Yeah. I mean, cause me. JaVale McGee needs those minutes. Yeah. You know what come I'm saying? on now. <laughs> what are you doing? Like he does everything JaVale does, but better, but I don't know. All right, Carter, before we get into your crossing up, I got to say something about our sponsors so I don't forget it because I always do. Um, today's show is brought to you by Perk Chinos. If you're a dude and you wear pants, then you want to wear these pants uh, because they make you look good. I was kind of like talking, I was talking to them about it today and they're like, look, the whole thing is that like, there's a lot of stuff out there that make women look better. There's push-up bras, there's makeup, there's all this stuff, uh, but there, there's not that much for men. These are everyday pants for like ever right like you could buy a pair today you'll still be wearing them in five years assuming you don't get fatter you know but you could just f- buy a wider or you could buy a bigger just fill pair. them out better yeah no i mean that's what i'm saying uh perk chinos make your booty look good they give you more space in the front uh there if you go to perkchinos.com pick up a pair i think they've got a deal right now where it's like a hundred dollars off if you buy three pairs which is pretty good because i don't know if, about you carter but i wear more than one pair of pants I do laundry some days and I got to have another pair of pants here and there. Yeah. Today's episode is all to you. Also brought to you by con Zuri. Uh, there it's, I'm just sticking with, with the theme of like stuff that makes dudes look better. Uh, con Zuri are shoes that make you a little bit taller, right? So if you got, if you're like that five, nine, like I am and that st- solid five, nine, and you want to be six, then you get some con Zuri sh- shoes. So that's C O N Z U R I. Uh, use code triple will give you 15% off and I think there's sale. I think they're on sale right now 30% so you get like um, I don't know I forgot what else we got we got Manscaped right yeah Manscaped everybody knows what Manscaped is get it right the theme of our sponsors is like Hey, like, you think they just looked at me and they're like, this is our guy. You know what I mean? Like he needs all the things that make you better as a man. <laughs> like that's, he's short, it's pants that make his butt look better. And he, he needs, I mean, he probably is all, he probably doesn't have things together in the manscape department. All right, Carter, what's your crossing out? Or you already said, uh, you're what's your crossing up? Before I get into my crossing up, because I haven't come up with one yet, from my crossing out, we had a Mavs fan in the IG comment saying that J-Kid is a terrible coach and there's almost zero defense and depth to the roster. That's about it. That's his take on it. Uh, he got that same criticize, criticism in Milwaukee, and he does that deep help they play, gives up corner threes. That's the other criticism he got in Milwaukee. I don't know. Yeah, Mavs fans in the YouTube chat. I know there's a few of you. You let me know what what y'all think. Um, I don't know, J- Jared. You think that mm-hmm. J Kid is? Not, I mean, he was a good assistant coach, good co- assistant to Frank Vogel. Yeah, good, good, good assistant coach. Good. But he catches this line. heat every time he gets a head coaching job. There's like this effect where they'll where they'll be better the first year. Right. I th- I think for sure maybe part of the blame you can put on him, but yeah, I I I don't think you can put the full blame. And I'll I'll talk more in depth as I go into my same crossing out. But yeah, I, I don't think he's fully to blame, but he's definitely he has part right. of the part of the blame. All right, Carter, what are you crossing up? 
Um, I think I'm going to have to cross up Joel Embiid. I still have Jokic Ooh. as my MVP pick, but Joel Embiid uh, last night, phenomenal game against Boston, like 50 and 13, super efficient. And we're going to get into it later, all the awards, but when I was going through my clutch player of the year awards. I set up like uh, a formula I usually use to like value each stat and stuff. And then I threw that on per 75 possessions in the clutch. And Joel Embiid was second on that list behind like the runaway favorite for the award, De'Aaron Fox. But he averages like 33 and 12 on 60 true shooting in the clutch, which is just awesome. So actually 35 and nine. Just checked it. It's been great. I mean, that's yeah. All right. He had 52 last. Was it last night? 52. Meanwhile, Jokic was putting up like 20 and losing to the Spurs or something like that. Rockets. The Rockets. I mean, any loss to the Rockets, the Spurs, or the Pistons is pretty bad. But they've got – there's a good chance that whoever wins the NBA championship this year will have lost to at least one of those three teams. Maybe 100% chance. I don't know. Between the three of them, maybe they beat every team in the NBA. Probably. (laughs) All right. uh, J-Bags, crossing out. What you got? So crossing out. Same same vein as Carter. I had the the Dallas Mavericks. You can't. You just gotta I, double down, huh? Yeah. Well, I've I've I've, I've already planned. I the thing is, <laughs> the Mavericks. I, I want to emphasize it because I've I've actually watched like their last I think three two games, like the full game, to really just like dissect and analyze and see what the issues are. And it's I think it's ninety percent of it is just defensive effort. They, literally nobody on the court plays with with a sense of urgency. And as much as I love Luca as well. He, he's one of the laziest help side defenders I've ever seen. And he just complains and whines it. And the thing is, you can't have that as a leader. Having him and Kyrie, you got to have guys that will step up and make plays yeah. defensively as well. Offensively, I don't see many issues. They're great. Mm-hmm. They hit shots. They put up points. But the defense and the effort is just non-existent. And you can't win, especially you can't make the playoffs, let alone win playoff games unless you have defense. Unless you're the 2018 Cavs, like Carter had pointed out. That's like the one team. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, we all, yeah, again, we all knew that Luca was like, he stands up, he stands straight up on defense. Like he'll just out of shape. He's, he'll, he's taking possessions. Well, I mean, how out of shape can you be when you're playing 40 minutes and you're putting up numbers? Like he's using a lot of effort. He's using a lot of energy on offense and he's like, dude, I never really played defense defense." as a result. (laughs) Yeah. So basically he's like, I got to take breaks on defense, dude. Like. With y'all, yeah. no, nobody. I don't take any other breaks. I don't <laughs> sit. He's like you. Jared never sits. Uh, all right, who are you crossing up, Jay? So I'm crossing up the the Boston Celtics. I've gone Ooh. back and forth all year between them and Milwaukee, uh, but Boston. I mean, well, we saw in the 40 point blowout, and I know it's a regular season game, but Boston's looking good, and I I, I think Boston's going to the finals. That's my kind of my little hot take prediction, but I think Boston's just. They're clicking. Things are looking well. Jalen Brown and Tatum, they both want that uh, all-NBA team so they can get that max extension. And I think it's just things are clicking at the right time. I know, I know. Um, yeah, Boston. So somebody had a hot take in the mm. in the, uh, in the the gram chat. They said Boston out of the East and Sacramento out of the West. <laughs> that's a Kings fan right there. That's, that's a <laughs> Northern yeah, a California. That's about the Kings. That's a Northern California resident. Yeah. <laughs> he has that someone who hasn't even been following the NBA for the last 20 years or whatever. <laughs> you go from Warriors to Kings in one year. <laughs> yeah, bouncing around. Uh, all right, crossing out. I'm going to go ahead and cross out. 
man, I, I hate to stay with the Mavs theme, but I'm going to cross out Luca because I like, I put a little bit, I almost put more of this blame on him than I do on Kyrie, honestly. Same. Uh, because yeah, like he's supposed to be the leader. He's supposed to be the guy. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I just think it, it, it's, we've seen him go from like legitimate MVP contender to he just seems frustrated all the time. You know what I mean? And, uh, you take away, you took away his role players. I get it. Uh, but that's it. I think, you know, I think Luca might ask to leave Dallas and I don't think that's a bad idea. And honestly, you know, if you look at who's in a position to get like a star player that's disgruntled, I kind of hope Luca requests to leave Dallas, right? <laughs> because Utah would be in a position to get a player like that, or Oklahoma City would be in a position to get a player like that. Um, I'm going to cross up Oklahoma City. Uh, OKC, if there's any team that following that same theme, if there's any team that's really in a position is like there's a bright future there, it's them. I mean, they got picks. They got cap space. They got, you know, a, an incredible piece, an incredible player to build around. They've got Chet Holmgren <laughs> and Josh Giddy, who are good. I don't know. We don't know about Chet Holmgren, but Josh Giddy is like surprisingly good. You know what I mean? Um, OKC like really looks like they they have a bright future. There was a little hint that Kevin Durant might be interested in coming back to OKC uh, if things don't work out with the Suns. I don't know why there would even be that hint. Like everything's working out so far. They haven't even lost yet, but hmm. all right. Should we get into it? Should we get into our picks? Let's do it. All right. Um, how do you guys want to do this thing? Do you guys want to go through just each category and say our three and just go around the horn? Does that sound like the, the plan? All right. Like yeah. You want to start at MVP or do you want to end at MVP? That's end. MVP. End at MVP. All right. Let's start then with the least exciting category, in my opinion, coach of the year. Uh, Jared, give me your mm -hmm. top three for coach of the year. Okay, so I got first is Mike Brown. I think he's going to win it. Kings coach. Um, shout out to the Kings and all the people who like the Kings in the chat. Um, and then <laughs> all the people in the yeah. chat. <laughs> Loving them Kings. Yes, he's done a great job. And then my, my second is Mike Malone. I think with the Nuggets being the first seed, he's just he's a great coach. He's done an awesome job. Yeah. And, and my third is Joe Mazzula. To come in with the whole situation that happened um, in Boston, comes in as a first-year head coach. They've played just as good, if not better, than they did last year. And so that's my top three. All right, Carter, what you got? I I also have Mike Brown in my number one spot. I don't really think there's much of a debate there. I think everyone, he's almost unanimous to the uh, people I've gotten together for this so far. Only one non-Mike Brown first place vote. Yeah. And then I keep losing my list here. Number two, I have Thibs. Uh, the Knicks have definitely exceeded Jeez. my expectations and back -back everyone's dibs, expectations. Uh -huh. And at number three, I kind of felt like I had to go Taylor Jenkins, coach of the Grizzlies here, because with Jaron missing like a quarter of the season and them not making any crazy moves and every other West team got better, I was like, eh, they'll probably drop off a bit because everyone else is going to pass them. And they didn't. There's, I think the two seeds still probably going to hit. They're at 50 wins at least, right? So they did great. They exceeded my expectations. So I have to give love to Taylor yeah. Jenkins there. Uh, so I'm glad I had you go before me because I thought for sure you would take one of mine being a cat, being the Cavs fan that you are, but going through, uh, yeah, I mean, Mike Brown, I'm looking at the betting odds right now and, uh, 
Mike Brown is a minus 1600 to win coach of yeah. the year. The person in second is, is Joe Mazzula at plus 650. So big time odds on favorite for Mike Brown. And I mean, he deserves it. They haven't been to the playoffs in 16 years. Right. Mike Brown deserves coach of the year and we could just stop talking about it. We don't even need to do a top three, but uh, I'm going to go a little bit anti here, like a, a, the other two Mike's. So Mike Malone and Mike Budenholzer, Budenholzer. How do you say his name? I think uh, Budenholzer. Budenholzer. The, yeah, Bud. <laughs> uh, I put them in the same category, like good coaches of a good team every year who are kind of like a top four candidate for coach of the year, but never really the winner. Right. You know what I mean? And also I can't in good conscience say Tom Thib- Thibodeau because dude, I just don't like him. I don't know <laughs> what it is about Tibbs that I'm just like something about guy. you got a real punchable face, you know, like, I don't know what it is, but just not a, I'm not a Thibs guy. So I'm going to go with JB Bickerstaff and Joe Missoula in my two, three spots. So Joe Missoula in my second spot, uh, coming in i mean it's a great team but coming in amongst the email email duca stuff right. and like not really missing a beat right and then uh jb bickerstaff i mean the Cavs are good but he's done an incredible job meshing a set, essentially a new star a new franchise player into a team that already had a lot going on um a lot of pieces moved in the off season and then you have kevin love who's definitely a locker room presence moving during the season so yeah jb bickerstaff props to him Let's go Cavs. John, I got I got something I got to jump in here and say real quick. Yeah. I did a uh I did a oops, sorry about that. Bad producing on my part. I did a poll in the chat to see who won out of you guys for your crossing up or crossing out. And sadly, John, you got third place. Thing. We basically all said the same thing. Well, the people have spoken. You got 16% of the vote. Well, Jared got 25% of the vote and Carter with the dominant 58% of the vote. I think that, that might just be a little fandom. Do you want to be fans? Little, little Carter, Carter fandom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Happy to have no, you guys. I mean, you did have the Joel Embiid uh, take. All right. And Casey, where are we at on likes on the video? We are currently at 24 likes on the video. So we will be doing at least two giveaway spins uh for nba shop gift cards if we get to 30 we'll do three so if we get to 40 we'll do four so hit that like button if you haven't already let's do uh yeah so and if you're on instagram go ahead join us on youtube hit the like button subscribe and hop in the chat and we you could get a you could win an nba shop gift card let's do one more category and then and then let's do a spin and then let's finish out the category so carter can get out of here because i know (laughs) you got stuff to do dude um what are you feeling next you guys feeling like most improved six man clutch player defensive player rookie jared what you feeling let's go let's go six man six man all right carter six man six man of the year we find mine on the spreadsheet number one i have brogdon i think he's got pretty far and away ish the number one candidate I didn't really consider no one else for that spot. Um, somebody I am going to leave off is Emmanuel quickly. A lot of people, I think almost everyone has him in their top three, but um, I think his, I just looked at like bench stats, like strictly. I think his, um, his stats are boosted from the games that he started. I think he played really well in those, but just yeah. off bench stats, I had Brogdon first Malik Monk second and Benedict Matherin third. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, no, quickly quickly is 
the odds on favorite. I don't know what the requirements are. It's it's uh is it like you have to have been started on the bench for a certain number of games or something like that, right? Uh I'm not sure. He's definitely I looked at, he's definitely eligible. I looked it up at one point and and it, it that is what it is. Um I'll go a little I'll go a little hot takey here. And I'm going to pick someone who no one's talking about. So I am going to pick Malcolm Brogdon for that first spot. Uh, it just, dude, he's like one of those people that you can just trust. You know what I mean? Like this, it, it, he's brought a lot to the second unit. Cause it's like, Oh, we can just like trust him to do like what he's supposed to do. Trust him to do the right thing. Um, and that, that's like a pretty big deal. So yeah, Malcolm Brogdon, he's my guy. Um, I do like Malik Monk. I'm not going to say quickly. I mean, quickly is probably, you know, at least the first or second favorite. I'm going to assume J bags. You're going to say quickly, but if you're not, then, then we're just low on Emmanuel quickly low on the Knicks. I want to punch <laughs> Tom Thibodeau in the face and we don't pick Emmanuel quickly. Um, so I'm going to go Brogdon. I'm going to go Malik Monk in my second place. And if he's eligible, I, he may have started too many games, but if he's eligible, I'm going to go with Mr. Westbrook himself. He should be. I considered him had he like, yeah, Played more games or came off the bench yeah. more games, but his his bench stats are pretty damn good. Everybody yeah. just he's played seventy wants... and he started twenty one of them. So the, the I, Westbrook is on that Carmelo Anthony track where the league's just going to start to villainize him and maybe rightfully so, but I mean the man he, say what you want about him he puts up numbers right good numbers and business. good numbers and bad numbers he puts right. up number he's going to do something he's not going to go out there and hide uh but yeah i mean overall he was like a pretty impactful bench player i think um so yeah i'm going to go what did i say brogdon monk westbrook j bags what you got oh man so this is hard i all those players i love i am a, i'm a little higher on quickly than you guys so i i'm quickly there i i yeah. love him um, i mean i'm glad that that opinion is represented right honestly because right. yeah if we would have just went through this whole thing and been like f emmanuel yeah. quickly <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, that guy. <laughs> yeah but as as unanimous as well i gotta put brogdon as well i put him there in my next spot and my third is actually my favorite. I don't think he's the best six man, but Bobby Portis, man, he Bobby. is solid. I, I've loved Bobby ever since the the Bucks finals run. He just brings energy. He's shooting it and scoring it really well. And yeah, I love. Shout out to Bobby Portis. If you listen to this, Bobby, yeah, man, shout out. He to He probably you. does. <laughs> I think most NBA players are listening to the pod. Actually, oh yeah. Um, yeah, so Casey put something in the YouTube chat that I'm going to remind the IG about really quick. We're actually doing an NBA jersey giveaway right now. Going to try and give that jersey away next week live on the pod. Uh, it's any player, any team, any jersey. Any player, any team, any edition. I'm not going to go hunt for a jersey for you. Like If it's like, hey, it's only available every you know, six months, if you get it fast enough, like I'm not doing that, but like, if it's available in the NBA shop or in the team shop, I'll get it for you. So like, you know, Jared wants John. that Jason Tatum Celtics throwback. I'll get him the Celtics mm. throwback. And What's if you're up? thinking to yourself, Hey, I already entered that. Uh, well, you have not gotten all the bonus entries because we just added yes. uh, four, four new bonus entry options today. Uh, those are all the episode options. So for those of you really so, trying to win, you can get, if you think that's up to like uh, 130 more entries just from what we put up today. Yeah. So if you're on YouTube right now, link in the description for that. 
you can wait till after the video. It's not like going away or anything. So, um, cool. Should we do a spin? Casey, give us a wheel. You got it? Oh, boy. Let's make You're... sure here. I think we're all You're up doing to heavy date. Duty today. Yeah, it is. Uh, okay, let me pull this up here. Working on it, working on it. Bear with me. Uh, so while while you're doing that, I'll read some. Uh, I'll read some. Here we go. Oh, you got it already. Never mind. Whoa, we got some interesting. Most improved. Michael said Michael most improved Jalen Brunson. That's an interesting take. Uh, we haven't even gotten to most improved yet. But... He's up there for sure. Yeah. Prediction for the wheel has to be my boy Brandon S. <laughs> I'm gonna it. go with I'm gonna go with Boogie's W just because that's the coolest name on there. All right, and Miguel because well, uh, he's a Lakers fan. Miguel. <laughs> The spin will All be right. for a twenty-five dollar uh, e-gift card to the NBA shop. Away we go. Let's go, Boogie. Miguel. Oh, oh. it's Miguel. <laughs> Miguel. Oh, 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 Andrew. <laughs> Andrew, the serial oh, winner over wrong. here. I think this Miguel. is Andrew's like fourth win. Uh, dude shows up. What can I say? If you want to win, you got to show up. That's you do them's show the rules. Up. Andrew, you know the drill. But for anybody who doesn't, make sure you email us at triplecrosspodcast at gmail.com and we will get you your gift card within the next day. I feel real bad. Like, you know that part in uh, in semi-pros where the dude shoots the full court shot and like he gets <laughs> what, how do, he gets like a bunch of money if he makes it and he makes it? <laughs> no! <laughs> and he's like, no! Because <laughs> he doesn't have the money. That's what I feel like I just did to Miguel, man. I was like, <laughs> yes! <laughs> For some reason, I was like, maybe my guy won't win, but I don't want Jared's guy to win. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so good job, guy. Andrew. You're saying congrats. Way to, a way to through, yeah, way to, through, way to come through for me. Miguel, appreciate the sportsmanship. Miguel's won before. All right? True. So, and we'll Miguel take a dub deny against the Clippers. So Miguel knows now. if you show up, you win. Um, all right. So what are we talking about here? We're talking about, should we go to most improved now that people, the people are demanding yeah, it? We've been talking about it? Yeah. Let's go to most improved. I will go first here. My guard, I, I so I'm gonna just let my full bias flag fly here and say Lowry because honestly, I do think he's probably the most improved player. Um, Emmanuel quickly is like another one in this category, isn't he? Uh, yeah, not really. SGA, Jalen Brunson, he's okay. got one third place vote so far. I don't think I don't think some of these like Sabonis like I don't think he's going to. So here's here's what I got most improved, uh, and and they're not the odds on favorite. I don't have Shea Gilgis Alexander because yes he's improved a ton, but he was already like really good. Like I don't know I I'm just I'm not gonna it, it's too easy it's too easy to go Shea Gilgis Alexander. Uh, Jalen Brunson's a weird one because if you look at just regular season he's incredibly improved. But I think it's like we all knew it was possible because of what he did in the postseason. So I don't know if they look at that or not, but uh, I'm not going to go with him either. I'm going to go with my, my with my guy, Larry, and then I'm going to go Tyrese Halliburton for two, Josh Giddy for three. Uh, and I don't know if these are predictions of who we actually think or just who we like, who we think who we think it. deserves it. Yeah, that's who I think deserves it. I think Larry deserves it. I think Tyrese deserves that two spot. And I think Josh Giddy deserves the three spot. And I'm sticking with it. You can't convince me otherwise. I don't know. Maybe you can. Uh, who's after me? Carter, you're after me. I, I like the Halley pick. I went Laurie at one. I don't really think there's much debate there. Um, I did go Brunson at two. I think the general way to look at it is just last year regular season stats versus this year regular season stats. If that and is, then, then I would concede Brunson, yeah. 
Uh, and then I had Halliburton at three. Uh, Shea, I think, I mean, he he did improve. I'm, I'm not leaving him off because like he was already good because he took like a like a superstar almost jump. But yeah. um, I think Halley, I mean, he jumps to leading the league in assists, averaging a double double. Halley and Markinen both took superstar jumps as well. I mean, maybe not a tier one superstar, not like Shea. All star. Shea's jumps. like Shea's like maybe a f- top five player this year, top five guard. Maybe not a top five yeah. player, top five guard right. um, in the league this year. Jared, who you got for most improved? So first is Laurie as well. Let's go. Yeah, there's, I'm glad, I'm glad yeah. we're all on the same page He's about just, this. Yeah. I mean, he went from like 14-5-1 to like 25-8-2. And like, yeah, the Jazz <laughs> have won more games than anybody thought was capable. Yeah, and so basically yeah. all on his back. Right, you know. right. So definitely him. Two, I also have Brunson as well. Because I think it's one thing to perform really well for a few series, a few games, but to go to a new team, new system, new coach, and just be a leader and dominate, I think he deserves a second spot. And then I did put SGA in my third spot. Yeah. Just because, yeah, he he went from a real – we all knew he was a good player, but he he's become a superstar this year. He's become one of those, those top guys, and I think his jump has been fun to see. And hopefully he'll keep this up the rest of his career, but that's yeah. my top three. Uh, so rolling through, people – a lot of people, Larry, most improved. Uh, who else we got here? Who else? Who has got a hot take in the chat on most improved? Jaden McDaniels. Jaden McDaniels is a hot take. Hmm. Uh, what do you guys think about Jaden? I mean, I don't think he'll get it. I don't think he deserves it as much, but he was very improved. I'm not taking that away from him. I like his game. Um, Thomas says Murray. I'm guessing it means Dejounte Murray. Not Dejounte Jamal. or Jamal or who's the key on? Who's the Kings one? How do you pronounce his first name? Keegan. But Keegan he can be improved. Keegan is how you pronounce, really know how to yeah, pronounce Keegan, Keegan. Sorry, I didn't. He's talking about uh, <laughs> Jamal Murray. I don't think you can you can get most improved if you missed a bunch of games the prior season. Yeah, yeah. No, that's if like it was the NFL just, and we had comeback NFL, player man. of the year. Yeah. Then yeah, it's not it's not the NFL. Um, yeah, who else we got? Lopez. Which Lopez? I mean, Brooke Lopez. I'm guessing. Probably. I think his defense bounced back this year or something. Yeah, yeah I mean that's that'd be that's crazy for somebody. That'd be pretty crazy for somebody to win most improved. What fourteen years or how many years is he into the league? <laughs> yeah. Double oh, digits no. for sure. This is year been around for me. I think. Yeah, oh, he barely played for... last year. Yeah, he was hurt. Yeah, I don't think I'm not going to give it to anybody off of a off of an injury. It's not the NFL, so not. Nah. Sorry, Rook. Um. Uh, Let's go to clutch player, depoy, rookie, or let's go rookie next. Um, this one's pretty obvious, I think, but who's first right now? Is it uh, Carter? Yeah, Carter's first. I just decided. All right. Uh, I think it's pretty objective for number one is Paolo Banchero. Probably yeah. butchered his name. There's like 15 different pronunciations for it. Um, number two, I got Jalen Williams, the guard off of the OKC Thunder. He's been awesome this year. And then number three, Walker Kessler of the Utah Jazz. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I like – okay. I, I'll i hold my thoughts until I get to my turn. Go ahead, Jared. So I have the exact same top three as Carter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is a, It's same. a very common top three in yeah. the, uh, the voting yeah. I'm doing. Right. Just all the reasons. All of them have done really well. And shout out to Jalen being on the Thunder. Like – Seriously, shout out to the Thunder and Walker Kessler too. Outplaying Rudy in the block department that like, as a rookie. That's what I'm talking about. Better shooter already. No, like, I mean in, I'm pumped. This, as a this jazz is what fan. I was saying as a Jazz fan. It's like I'm really excited about this guy because yeah. he looks 
I mean, Rudy did not look like this as a no. rookie. He looks way better. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's exciting. I'll go a little. I'll go a little hot take. You can't get too hot takey here. And anytime there is a jazz player who's like a legitimate contender for anything, like I want him to win. Mm. Um, so I'll go a little hot takey here. I'm not going to pick Paolo not to win. I mean, right. he just is. He does deserve it. Okay. Um, I'll put Walker Kessler in the two spot, and I'll actually go with Keegan Murray mm. in the three spot. Uh, just because. I mean, yeah, if you look at numbers wise and stuff like that, he doesn't look as good, but he was on a better team and a team where there's like not a ton of touches to go around and he's able to carve out some touches as a rookie. Does any, do you guys know what pick he was? He wasn't, wasn't, he wasn't like a pick. He wasn't a lot. Yeah. He wasn't a lotto pick. Like, and as, as that low in the draft, he's able to come like carve out a role on a team that is fourth in the, or third, sorry, in the West, like great three point percentage and and they they were healthy all year it's not like they oh. had injuries that that like put them in there you know what i'm saying right great pick i um you were talking about keegan there i thought you were talking yeah. about where pick. keegan was fourth what's that keegan was fourth pick and i said he was like 25th because i thought you were talking about walker kessler no cat Ke- yeah kessler was low yeah keegan okay so he barely wasn't a lottery pick so i was right he's a summer league mvp too i think <laughs> Yeah, okay. he was really good. E- either league. way, even e- even if he was a high pick, carved out a role. Uh, I didn't remember that he was a fourth pick, but he did carve out a role on a team where there are a lot of, like a lot of people who need to eat. You know what I mean? Right. You got Kevin Herter who needs to eat. You got Malik Monk who needs to eat. Demantis Bonus, Fox, Harrison Barnes. Like, there's a lot of people who can take touches on that team, and they were all real healthy this year. And he was still able to carve out a pretty significant con- contribution like a contributing role for himself. So I'll go Keegan. He probably won't get it, but I think he deserves it. Um, Okay. Let's go to, so that was rookie. Let's go to clutch. Then deep then MVP clutch Clutch will be interesting. J bags. Mm. All right. So first I put, I put Darren Fox um, just because he's leading the league and in clutch points and like, yeah, he's been awesome. So I had to put him now the second, I don't know the, the actual clutch points numbers, but just from my 50-foot view watching, I put Donovan Mitchell. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like he has just been so clutch this year. He's been not only dominant, but like they've been – I mean, what, Cavs are the fourth seed in the East. They, I, He's been playing really good. So I put D. Mitch there, and then I put um, I put SGA in my third spot. I know at the beginning of the year he had a lot of clutch buckets. I'm not sure as much lately with like how many clutch points he's had, but – He's been awesome. He's been a killer. He's kind of like been like the dame of this year, I feel like. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's my top three. Uh, I know DeRozan was it last year, um, but I was I was looking at something. Clutch is like one of the hardest ones to, ones to track other right. than just like basically going by what the NBA tells you. Um, but I was looking at some stuff that like DeRozan's actually pretty clutch again this year. Um, he's not like far and away the most clutch player again. Mm-hmm. So I want to go Fox and then DeRozan. Uh, and then my last person, I'm just going to go eye test on this one. Uh, and I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Tatum, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not going to get it. He's not going to get votes, but I'm just saying like eye test who I think deserves it. Like Tatum's had a lot of like clutch minutes, big buckets, like mm-hmm. making shots down the stretch. Uh, if I'm taking out anyone who's like a legitimate MVP candidate, like a Jokic Tatum and beat anybody like that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> As much as I hate to say it, and this is person's probably a legitimate MVP candidate too, LeBron. LeBron's been really clutch, especially in the last like month. 
you know, right. um, last couple months. So yeah, I don't know. The clutch one's hard to like dial in. Carter, I feel like you're probably going to have a better take here because you probably broken down I, the numbers. A yeah, bit more. I threw some stats together, like I was talking about earlier with the per 75 stats and the the narratives that run the voting are correct. Aaron Fox came up at the top of the list. And then Joel Embiid was second there, despite, I mean, I don't think anyone's really talking about him for that. And then I saw some votes going around for Jimmy, and he ended up third on that list when I broke the numbers down. So I got Fox, Embiid, and Jimmy Butler for my top three. Uh, interesting. Good. Um, yeah, and I don't know what I saw that like was showing DeRozan was still pretty clutch this year, but he I'm just kept up going there, I him. think. Yeah. When he kind of always it's like that mid-range game, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> he was fifth on my my personal formula. It was uh, my three, then Halliburton, and then Demar. Boogie's World on YouTube says, "Yeah, Bo- Boogie's World on YouTube says uh, Anthony Edwards, Dame, and Fox." I'm guessing just on eye test there. I mean, on eye test, yeah. Um, Carter, YouTube loves you tonight. Carter's on fire. Carter's yes, spot sir. on. Sorry, we're just cool. We just <laughs> we should just let this be the Carter show. <laughs> yeah. J Bags and John, just get out of here and. Let it, let Carter Jeez, let Carter know. cook. Let the boy cook. <laughs> um, <clears throat> where are we at? We're at uh, Depoy. Yeah. All right, Depoy. I'm first. I think so. I really wish. So so I really wish that like someone like a Drew Holiday would win. It, I honestly think the Bucks defensive scheme just doesn't. Like Giannis, Giannis is in the betting odds, but I feel like it's just because Giannis is Giannis. You know what I mean? But like, I feel the the biggest issue I have with Depoy in general is that it's like it's hard to measure the stats of what a really effective defensive player does. Like, a, a, all they do is just make somebody inefficient. You know what I mean? Like a, a super effective defensive player. Like it doesn't always show up in steals and blocks and stuff like that. So if you're asking me, I honestly think that Drew Holiday deserves the deep way. I don't think he'll even be in the top three. So I'm going to put Drew Holiday somewhere in there as an honorary memory member. Um, but if I'm going to go top three with it, I'm going to go with, yeah, Triple J, I think is the obvious favorite. Um, and I hate to say Brooke Lopez. Honestly, I, you know what? I'm not going to. I'm going to say I'm going to say Triple J. I'm going to say Alex Caruso, and then I'm going to say Drew Holiday, number three, just on principle because I think Drew Holiday is potentially the best defender in the league in terms of defending one through four and like actually disrupting things. Um, a lot of that has to do with like he just has to be like the main perimeter defender because they they will do nothing but play drop. You know what I'm saying? Um, so. A lot of times Giannis and Brooke Lopez see the stats from it, but Drew Holiday really did all that work, right? To drive them into that into the lane and, and let those guys get the blocks. Uh who's up next? Carter. I my mindset there is the exact opposite. I think that the um, statistics pure. The the big men are a lot more impactful, just just how basketball works. I mean, Drew has, I guess, has the luxury. I mean, he's a phenomenal defender, probably the best perimeter defender in the league of being able to let a guy go one way and have him run into Giannis and Brooke Lopez behind him in the paint, and he has no options to score there. Um, still, best perimeter defender in the league. I, 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 would think- say, I would say it's the scheme, right? Like, that's what the Bucks yeah. have done. They're like, hey, just, you know, we play drop on everything. They're never going to not play drop. So, I don't know. Yeah, sorry, go but ahead. Like, you, 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 got, you got guys like Giannis and Brooke Lopez. You can't, you can't knock, you can't 
get around them just say like getting a screen like you get you put a screen on drew holiday and you get them off you you might be able to do something you can't get a screen to get Giannis and brooke lopez out of the paint um so i think big men is where it's at and should have been a big man last year but you know i think narratives push defensive player of the year the most because there's really no stat to uh no good stat to follow it so you don't think marcus smart deserved it no i mean i think he was probably the best perimeter defender that year him or drew holiday but I think it's it's always got to be a big that's going to be the most impactful. Yeah, I but, think uh, maybe maybe I just have bias toward the guards, you know. I I went I went Brook one. Brook and Jaron have been the most common two picks. I went Brook one and Jaron two, just because Brooks played about like 15, 20 more games, uh, but both of them are uh, the anchor of a top three defense. And then I followed that same trend going with Evan Mobley at my three spot. Mm. With the best All right, Jay Bags, yeah, what you got? So yeah, I had Triple J first, um, leading our defi- uh, defensive rating blocks. Um, I put Brooke as my two, so just flip flop, and then I put Mobley as my three. So very similar in, in your vein. I I'm high on big men, and and Giannis, I would lo- personally I think See, Giannis should be in the top three. It's hard. He's like a close fourth because I think he's so dominant as well defensively. I but. I honestly think that Giannis and Brooke wouldn't be able to do what they do without. Drew Holiday, like, like if they had, let's go extreme with this. If they had Kyrie and Luca as their perimeter defenders, like the Bucks wouldn't be able to do that. They would have to switch screens. They would have to, like, they they wouldn't be able to funnel everything into those guys. How so, about? Like, I don't think they, I don't think they could do it without like Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton perimeter defender. I, even when Grayson out, like Grayson Allen struggles a little. You know what I mean? Like he's had to develop that ability to chase people around screens and stuff. What's up, Carter? How about the Cleveland Cavaliers? I think a very similar situation to your hypothetical where they have Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell in the backcourt, and then they have a Mobley and an Allen in the paint, and they have the number one defense in the league. Yeah, but Donovan I Mitchell, think- I don't think Donovan Mitchell's about a bad perimeter defender. Is like, I think he's a fine perimeter defender. I don't think he's good. I think he's fine. He's, he could be average, and I feel like yeah. Darius is probably a little below average. But Darius think- is like a Mike Conley, a little below average, but not bad, right? He's not like a Kyrie. Yeah. But if, I think I think if you have a an elite front court defense with a bad back court, it can be doable, like Cleveland is. But if right. it's the opposite, if like Smart and Drew are there in the front, and then you have like current Blake Griffin, current DeAndre Jordan, I don't know. Just, just well, you're, what you're just, what you're describing picks. right now. What you're describing right now is the Utah Jazz for the last five years, and they get picked apart as soon as a team goes to a five out in, in a playoff series. So, I mean, those those bigs have to be able to come out to the perimeter at some point. Yeah, right. But Which, Giannis, and I, th- I think Giannis can do that. So can Brook Lopez, Giannis and Mobley, can Brooke they can, Lopez they can defend stretch. on the perimeter? Really, like good enough to win a championship? Uh, <laughs> it worked well enough to win a ring. All right, we'll <laughs> so, see. We'll see if it happens again. But I think also I, yeah. in Utah there was just. The perimeter defense was a little bit too bad. Rudy had to like overhelp to not right. let them score, and then he has to leave somebody. Else. He has to pick somebody per- to guard. It was particularly bad in Utah for sure. Yeah. But that's, I mean, it's like that's the extreme version of what you're saying. I don't think the Cavs are that bad. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I, I think they're better perimeter defenders than Utah was. I think Donovan Mitchell now is a better perimeter defender than he was in Utah, and I think DG is better than Mike Conley probably a little bit. Um, all right, what do we got next? We got MVP, that was deep right? boy. We got MVP and then we'll do a spin. And then Carter's got to get out of here. All right. MVP. Who's up first here? 
Is it you, JBags? Not sure. It's you. All right. Okay. So, and let me just preface this. Um, this is, I'm going to say who I think. I think uh, that the NBA, that I think Embiid's going to win the MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll explain what I think. I, I have Jokic as my MVP. Um, and it's really close. And I love both of them. I think neck, like it's, it's super close. But I was looking at it and it's very similar in games played. Jokic just played a few more games. But Jokic actually is is literally better in every statistical category except for points and blocks. And it's, again, a lot of them are super close. Like player efficiency rating is like 0.1 off. And like a lot of them are super close. Yeah. But that being said, Jokic is averaging a near triple double. They're the one seed in the West, which in my opinion, the West, well, it's pretty close with these, but I still think the West is the better, the superior conference. Um, and they're the one seed. And he's led them. And I know he's been out some games, but so is Embiid. And so, yeah. He has he's averages more rebounds, more assists, shooting better percentages from two from three. Um, yeah, and I he's he's my pick. And then I have him beat second, of course. And then I have Giannis third. Yeah. So the the MVP is is definitely the one that uh so you've got Jokic Embiid, Giannis. Uh MVP yeah. is definitely the one that like causes the most arguments, and we could go the furthest down the rabbit hole on this argument right. because what is it? Right. Like, it's not even that defined what it is. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, what do you, in your mind, what is the MVP? Well, what is it? I feel like it's, because you have to realize in, in our modern day, the way they vote, there's voter fatigue. And so, like, for example, let's take Jokic. He won't win the MVP because n- no one's won three straight since Larry Bird in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And that's in an NBA that LeBron James, if we're being honest, I love Derrick Rose, great year, but LeBron James should have won the MVP that year, should have won four straight. If we're being like objective, he was a better basketball player. If, if we're saying a better basketball player, but that brings it to your question. What is the MVP? Okay. Well, who's the most valuable to their team if we're taking it literally? Well, if we're doing that, I mean, again, I, I hate to go back to those mid two thousands, but like you plug LeBron off the Cavs, they don't even make the playoffs. He goes back to the Cavs. They go to the freaking NBA championship the first year. So if we're going off most valuable, then there's different criteria. So I don't know. It's I don't know what it is for the NBA. It's it kind of is it changes. I know. Year. I think they move, I think they move the goalposts specifically to be able to like just Run create narratives. Narrative. Yeah, yeah right. to create narratives that that will be right. I don't know. That will just create more buzz around the league. And why wouldn't you, right? right. If if the way that you make money is with attention right why wouldn't you do that right uh by your measure of most valuable to your team i think you're right nikola Jokic is the most valuable to his team of those top three candidates uh if you look at anyone else who's even like kind of remotely in the race and i'll go all the way to jason tatum with this mm-hmm. uh what are the what are the sixers without Embiid? they're still okay like they're not as good for sure mm-hmm. but they're probably still a playoff team what are the Bucks without Giannis? They might even still be a top three seed without Giannis. Uh, what are the what are the Celtics without Tatum? Same thing. They might actually still be a top three seed without Tatum. Uh, not a like contender contender like they are, but still very good without Tatum. The only other person who has that kind of impact on his team is the person I crossed out today, and that's Luca. Without Luca. The, the the Mavs are like hanging out with the the other Texas teams like in the cellar in the front of the right. Wemby sweepstakes right so right. so Luke is really the only other person who's remotely in the race who has the kind of impact on his team that that Jokic has that said if I look at it and I say like who do I think the best basketball player is 
uh, and that's what I'll go here just so I can get a little bit, go down narrative street a little bit and say somebody who I don't think either of you guys are going to say, um, if I were to pick one of these guys to build a team around, it would be Jason Tatum. I will build a, a team around Jason Tatum. I, I mean, look, they're all great players, Joel Embiid, but like he's just from a tools perspective, he's just got all the tools. Um, he can defend one through five. He's fast. He's athletic. He's strong. He can shoot. Um, you could say the same about some of the others, but they're like a little bit more true big guys. Uh, whereas I like, you know, I'm more of that, like, give me a four who can play big and play small or a three who can play big and play small. So I'm going to go Jason Tatum in my one spot. I'm going to go Jokic in my two spot. And I'm going to go with, uh, it's hard for me to say this, but I'm going to go with Embiid in my third spot. <laughs> hard for me to ever acknowledge that Embiid is a good basketball player. Hmm. <laughs> I just dislike him too much. Uh, Carter, what do you got? I think really there's only three real candidates here, and I would not say Jason Tatum is one of them. But um, I, I, went, I kept Jokic at one, and unfortunately – um, as soon as I started these this uh, community awards voting, it was immediately after uh, Jokic put up a awful performance in a loss of the Rockets. Yeah, I know. Immediately I know. after B dropped fifty and ten, twenty five on the Boston Celtics. So that I think that swung it. I don't think it should swing it. I think one game is equal to one game, no matter where it's at in the season. Oh, we have so much recency bias in this world, though. Oh yeah. Like, what do y'all think about Chet Holmgren right now? Oh, he's trash. He's pretty much a bust <laughs> at this point. Like, dude, was the set what second pick in the draft? Like, we've never even played, right? Like, we have so much recency recency bias in this world. Uh, but yeah, sorry, I don't mean to let oh, the boy cook. I'm sorry. So I got I got Jokic one, I got Embiid two, and I got Giannis three. I think those are the three candidates for this. They year. really are. I'm just trying to be a little hot takey and go with Tatum. <laughs> I like to honestly, I'm and, and that my opinion is true. If I were to build a team around anyone, I would build a team around Jason yeah. Tatum. Giannis would maybe be the other one, but like, I just, I want someone yeah. versatile. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, all right. Let's see. What, do, what do we got? Thomas, here's another hot take. John Morant would be MVP if it wasn't for his off court issue. I mean, it's, it's not like he was really at the top. Not it's not like he was really at the top no. of the race before. Like, um, if he had played but, like 70 games and Memphis was still a two seed, which they would be, he'd probably be like top five. But yeah, right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Jokic, Embiid, Giannis for Mike. Yeah, nobody real hot takey here. Everybody kind of thinks it's Embiid, Giannis, Jokic. This guy says Kessler's cool, which I agree with. <laughs> um, all right, Casey, let's do a spin. Let's get Carter out of here. All right, real quick, we do have a, uh, a poll going on in the chat right now. Who should be MVP, Embiid, Giannis, Jokic, Tatum? It's a pretty tight race right now, so uh, I'll let people do that while we while we uh, go to the wheel here. Got to get those comments off. You didn't put Tatum. There's a fourth spot, and you didn't even put Tatum in it, huh? I did. It's Embiid, oh, Giannis, okay. Jokic, Tatum. Okay. There's no votes. I appreciate, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. <laughs> Yeah, Tatum would surprise you where he is too, actually. Oh. Maybe you're take convince some people. Tatum's got fans. He's not last. For a $25 oh, NBA shop gift our card. Picks. Our picks all stand. Ooh, ooh, it's gonna be Abby. That's the second Abby. show of the world, Abby. Abby, make Abby's sure you email us at triplecrosspodcast at gmail.com and we will get you your e-gift card promptly. Carter's cooking today. Abby's cooking the last two shows after being cold mm. for the first, like, however many she came to. <laughs> she shows up, too. Um, 
All right. Well, Carter is good. It's been real. It's been fun. Appreciate you being here. Uh, you stayed for way longer than you said you could, <laughs> so I appreciate that. Uh, if you don't follow Carter already, follow him on Instagram at MBA District. Follow his podcast, Winners Work Pod. It's a good time. He they come up with cool concepts, cooler concepts than I come up with. <laughs> um, but yeah, Carter, anything else you want to say to the people? Uh, just let me know if Brandon S wins the last spin because I will need to let him know if he does. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Well, I'll let you know this right before you take off, Carter. Our uh, our poll is going to end right here. In a three-way tie, wow, for Giannis, Jokic, and Tatum, Embiid Woo! left out in the cold. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's, that's funny. Some bias. That's, that's funny because Embiid will probably it win it. Honestly, <laughs> I feel like this show, our show, is just. If we put Walker Kessler in that poll, he would have won. Walker Kessler <laughs> for MVP. Larry. All the Jazz fans would have. <laughs> Welcome to the Triple Cross Podcast. <laughs> Embrace the bias. <laughs> Embrace the bias. <laughs> That's the tagline uh, for the show. There's a lot of Larry fans, though. That true, true. Uh, all right. Carter, it's been real. We'll see you next time, bud. Thanks for having me on. See you, boys. Yep. Later, man. All right. Okay, so now we got Casey. Casey in the third seat. Hey, y'all. Real How are we low, doing? Dude. Doing good. Doing good. Uh, Casey, I saw a comment in the chat earlier. Somebody was like, Casey, I missed you. Yeah, that was Brandon. And it, was, it was Brandon. He said we're casuals. Yeah, well, uh, hey, let's go, Brandon. You know, hey, oh, whatever. We, we embrace the bias. We <laughs> embrace the bias. <laughs> we embrace all the right. bias. Um, all right. So I got one more little segment planned here. It's kind of a fun segment. It's called, I'm gonna call it social media deep dive. Let me let me arrange some stuff here. Uh we are one just... like away from a third uh, wheel spin while John's getting this prepared, guys. Yeah, if you all haven't uh, liked, liked the video yet, you probably should. If you're on Instagram, head over to YouTube, like the video. Uh, and we will do one more NBA shop gift card. Miguel, everybody's happy to have Casey here. Nobody's ever like, John, I'm so happy to see you. <laughs> or bag. Or say, man. Nobody says that to us, man. <laughs> they know who's running the giveaway wheel, you know. They know, <laughs> yeah. They're, they're like, Can I get on there a second time? Um, yeah. all right. Gonna do a little social media deep dive. This week was a fun week of social media. One of the my favorite things about basketball, honestly, is uh, basically just how dramatic everybody is off the court. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, just uh, I love all the trash talk. So, awesome. uh, first up, we got Mr. Presidente himself, <laughs> Dave Portnoy. Did you see this one, Casey? Uh, I did. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. So. Longer. So this is this is uh, women's NCAA March Madness. If any of you guys mm -hmm. didn't catch this, they've been under a rock. Um, LSU Iowa Angel Reese. So this is happening at the end of the game. This video, ESPN uh, posted this video. This is happening at the like time is running out at this point. Mm -hmm. At the end of the game, and watch the lips. Anybody's a lip reader, but watch the lips right here. Oh, not right there. Dang it. Not right there. Yeah, right here, right here, right here. What's she saying? I don't know what she's saying. Some people said she's saying a word that starts with H and ends with O. She's uh, calling her a hoe. Yeah, she called her a hoe. <laughs> um, telling her she, you can't see me, pointing to the ring, and uh, Dave Portnoy just, you know, he didn't hold back. Best reply to this comes straight from Shaq. Uh, Shaq himself, <laughs> so is your mother. So Dave Portnoy called called Angel Reese 
a classless piece of poop, although he did not say poop. I just, you know, I like to keep it clean. There you go. <laughs> and the internet embraced his take with open arms. And the internet was all like, yeah, we agree. Uh, this is probably one of the most engaged tweets of all time. Like, mm. also, who are the 1,400, 1,400 people bookmarking this <laughs> in case I need to come back to it later? In case I forgot what Dave Portnoy said, let me bookmark it. Um, Love but that yeah, by Felix. Shaq, Shaq goes, and so is your mother. And uh, then Dave, this was just a couple hours ago, claps back. He texted mom. He said, hey, mom, Shaq called you a classless piece of poop on Twitter. Any official response? And she said, I have a little more class than he does doesn't even know me and so yeah dave portnoy clapping back at shack a couple hours ago i don't know if there's if shack's come back to that one yet but dave actually got his mom involved i think when you make a mom joke and then like the mom actually gets involved it's like okay well i'm i didn't i'm sorry to bring you into this I right mean, you seem like a real nice lady right and i'm saying you think shack regrets it for sure. What do you do? What's your take here? Uh, you you with Dave? You against Dave? A lot of people are saying it's a race thing. Do you right. think it's a race? I mean, he's explained himself. I don't know. No, I don't think it's a that. race thing at all. Yeah, he's explained. I don't know if you've watched the explanation or anything. I haven't seen Dave's explanation. Okay, so so basically, what he said is because people are like, well, like she, Caitlin Clark did the same thing. She did like a right. you can't see me to South Carolina. They're like, it's taunting. It's the same stuff she's doing. Right. Uh, but he said no specifically. This was like as time was running out, and Angel Reese was like following her around to right. do it. Yeah. Right? He was like, it was like a like big time, like, let me pour as much salt in this wound as possible. Right. And he's like, find me another. His challenge was find me another example of that. He says, You can't. Right. I don't know if anybody has found him another example of that. But that his point was it has nothing to do with race. It was like that particular move. Right. right? So I'm not trying to be a Dave sympathizer. Uh, right. If I don't know if we're losing any viewership. Right? Burn him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Burn him. Burn him at the cross. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, look, do you, uh, the other thing is we got a grown man, you know, calling like a, what, 20 year old yeah. girl who right. just won a national championship. Right. Classless piece of ish so jared what's your take you you stand with dave or burn him so no i i've been going back and forth. you're gonna go down the middle on me i know i've been going back and forth but here's you know what i won't john so jared you do your thing yeah i do have a point about it now and i'll explain okay so initially when i saw it i was like okay well i had a few thoughts but i was like okay if you're doing that mid-game whatever doing that i'm fine with that antics being competitive trash like that's part of the game yeah but like you mentioned Here's the thing. It's like it's like when you're scared. You're like you want to fight somebody or you want to talk some crap to somebody, but you won't do it till right at the very end of the game. And then you run off to the side. Here's the thing. Caitlin Clark outplayed her the whole game, and she I mean, didn't. Caitlin talk- Clark. Cl- Caitlin Clark. Clark gave him thirty. Yeah. Yeah. Caitlin Clark. Clear. And it's like it's one thing if okay, first half you're doing that, you're starting the talk. I love that. I'm all about that. But to not do that until right at the very end to the player who outplayed you. I think that's a little soft, personally. And it's not a race thing. It's none of that. It's just if if I were to see LeBron do that to Tatum, they play in the finals and he doesn't do it till the very end and he's like, oh, pointing his ring. No, you better talk the whole time like Marcus Smart, Draymond Green. If that's part of you, great. Yeah. But if you're just like doing that at the yeah, end, t- well, I don't like that. It reminds me of a, a few weeks ago when D-Book started talking to Luca at the end of the right. game. Right. When it was like, oh, we just right. locked it up and they get to the end of the game and then D-Book yeah. know, starts talking. It's like, I agree. I'm like, I mean, if you're going to talk, like you yeah. start to talk the whole game. Don't wait till you won to right. start talking. Right. Yeah. That's why I love Pat Bev. He might, he might be delusional, but he talks. He that's who he is. He got that dog. In yeah. <laughs> and it's like, all right, that's who you are. But I, I don't, 
I don't know. I Casey, what you got? Man, this is pretty uh, open and closed for me. I mean, you know that my league, first and foremost, is the NFL, and we already have a rule for this. Taunting is taunting, but they really only call it when you do it directly to the opponents. Because if I remember right, it was the the uh, game prior, uh, Clark did this, but she did it walking back to her bench, doing yeah. it kind of as like a, like, what's up, yeah, ladies? Yeah. Like, people are saying that she was saying, like, she was like doing it to her coach, like, they can't see me, like, not. Right, yeah. right. While this was like, and even in my my mind, doing it to a player isn't even that bad. The walking around is kind of a next level thing and making it like post game kind of only amplifies it even more. I'm not going to sit on the fence. I'll say I didn't like it, um, but that's just my own opinion. She's definitely well within her rights to do it. And that's just she's she's making her own uh, persona. I have. Yeah. You know, I'm sure she's on her way to the big leagues, the big WNBA at some point. <laughs> Uh, to make the big bucks. So maybe she's thinking about like sponsorships. No publicity is bad publicity. And I'd file the same thing with Dave Portnoy. Who cares if people don't like what he said? Yeah. He's all over the place and he's bulletproof. Right. At this point, I, I so. think his, I think his response at what, like on one of his shows or in a clip I saw, was like, Hey man, I watch games and I tweet things. Yeah. Like basically yeah. it's like, what, what you don't yeah. have to listen to me. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. By the way, Gimp, what's up, dude. Thanks for Thanks for calling me out. Miguel <laughs> says we all rock. Uh, yeah. And make sure you yeah. vote in the poll that I have going on for this with Dave Portnoy wrong because uh, it's pretty close right now. So let's Dang. get everybody's opinion on there. Dang. Yeah. I mean, maybe the chat, uh, the chat seems to be pretty well like, eh, nah, no big deal. But um, yeah, Clark, 50, 50. Th that is true. Caitlin Clark specifically was like, I'm, I don't have any problem with what she did. Like right. she says that now I'm, I don't know. She didn't get interviewed about it right. in the moment, right. um, but she was like very clearly ignoring it. You know what I mean? Like, like Angel, she was like following her. Right. Around. <laughs> and Caitlin Clark was like, look, look away, look somewhere else. Like it was, it was pretty bad. So yeah, I mean, uh, she got some big ones. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Mamba mentality. Uh, yeah. Not a race thing. Brandon, just keep calling us casual. <laughs> Love it. All right. Next up. Got a little bit more down the social media rabbit hole. Fun segment. I don't know. Oh, add to stream. There we go. Draymond Green mm -hmm. from the Draymond Green podcast. Basically, I just find all the 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 ish posts from the week. And then that's, right. that's what this segment is. Uh, this is the CBA stuff. Have you looked into this at all? Yeah. Have you, have you seen this CBA yeah, stuff? CBA. So I don't know how you feel about it. There's like lots of different stuff. So like players, I mean, I, I wrote some notes here. So real quick running through the new uh, collective bargaining agreement between the players association and the NBA. So basically the NBA has made it super super hard to uh oh you guys can still see my screen that's fun um basically the nba has made it super super hard for players uh or for teams that are already a certain point past the tax to like continue to collect players mm. so the warriors are going to get hurt by this teams yeah. like the Cavs are probably going to benefit because right. they can now super max more than one player um there's no mid-level exceptions for them no cash and trades no moving first round picks more than seven plus years out it's like if there are a certain point past mm. point past the tax right. um so basically it's like you know draymond said y'all wanted a hard cap here it is you know yeah. And he said, we're done with dynasties now. The Warriors are going to be the last dynasty because right. we won't be able to build dynasties ever again. Um, and he said, yeah, I think he said something along the lines of like, hey, you know, players, I don't know why we rushed into this deal because we just played ourselves. Right. Uh, I think it's pretty easy for a guy like Draymond Green to feel that way because he, he specifically and his team 
are are going to be the kind of people who do not benefit from this. Right. Uh, your take. You right. with Draymond? You stand with Draymond? And Draymond, you trust? Well, I'll explain how I, how I think. I can see both sides. As an NBA fan, I, I'm fine with it. I like the new CBA, and here's why. Think about how the NBA was, let's say, 15, 20 years ago, early 2000s, when every team has about two all-stars, two superstars, and there's a lot of good teams, and it's really wide open. Now you have the NBA from like 2015 to 2018, where like literally the same teams would go to the finals every year. And I love that we're not, we're avoiding that. It gives small market teams like Utah, San Antonio, teams like that, a chance if they draft well, get a really good trade. I think it levels the stack, but if you're a star player, Oh, it sucks because you lose that leverage to go join. Kevin Durant's probably crying as this yeah. happens, but luckily he's on the Suns now, so he's fine. He's got he's three other okay, stars. Yeah, him. but uh, yeah, I, I love it overall. I think yeah, it's great. I well, and and I think Draymond said something like mid-level teams don't want to spend. I'm like, I don't think that's true at all. Yeah, I don't think that's true at all. I think right. Ryan Smith would love to spend. Right. Uh, if any free agent come. would ever want to come to Utah ever, yep. you know, yep. uh, Casey, what do you, what do you think here? I know you have kind of thought this weird, like tax luxury cap, but then you can still spend cap past the cap thing. You've always thought it was weird. Cause you're an NFL guy. Uh, they haven't put a hard cap, hard cap here, but they've effectively all the moves that teams that are way past the cap do. They've basically said, you can't do any of those anymore. Now mm. I'm sure they'll get creative, but uh yeah they've they've more or less created a hard cap until some team figures out some way to to snake through it right which is ga right through the right through the defense but yeah what do you think that is the inevitable right that's that's kind of the main thing to remember here is not to get too overboard there's always going to be loopholes that are found out and even like decades down the road with no other new rules in place somebody will be like hey did you realize if we do this like can do that Uh, so it always happens that's they get paid a lot of money to figure those things out. And as far as it kind of like not benefiting the players, uh, in Draymond's opinion, you know, I, I can see that. But also at the same time, the NBA, the players get taken care of better than any other league already. So maybe that's not an excuse, you know, especially yeah. for them negotiating against themselves, in his opinion. But at the same time, like you have a hard time feeling bad for the NBA players, even compared to other professional athletes of like the same notoriety. <laughs> at least I do. The the players the players have spent years essentially making like is taking the power right like right. it's a player centric league uh, this this does shift power back a little bit now mm-hmm. that said I do I am more for in favor of a player centric league than mm-hmm. an owner centric league I think right. that's worse but uh, yeah I mean I I think this definitely shifts it back so I can see why Draymond's like oh just principally it's a move in the wrong direction mm-hmm. it does hurt your team here Casey but. Uh, which is why I was interested in what you talked about. Other things in the CBA, though, uh, mid-season tournament, my personal thought on that is this seems stupid. Yeah. seems like nobody's going to care. Yeah. Why are we doing this? Uh, mid-season tournament, there's going to be a mid-season tournament at some point next year, like in December or something like that. I do like this one, 65-game minimum mm-hmm. for individual awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, Draymond's point on that one, he's against basically everything. <laughs> His point on that one was, he was like, yeah, that's cool. I get it. You don't want load management. That's going to maybe stop a little bit of load management until you have to start giving bums second team all NBA. <laughs> Like, I'm like, dude, there's no bums. Like it's, you know, if Anthony Edwards makes second team because whoever else was in front of like, then fine, I'm for it. He played the games, right? right? right. Like I'm, that's what I want. Totally. If if he's calling people of that caliber bums, what does he call himself? Yeah. (laughs) 
He thinks what? he's a max player. I think he's a little bit delusional. I th- well, <laughs> I, I think he specifically. I think Draymond Green specifically thinks that uh, you know, like if you got Jokic, Embiid, and and Giannis, like they get that those spots. One of them already has to be second team, I think. Right? No, I went through or Tatum. One of those four is going to yeah. have to be second team already. Um, and so I think he's saying like, well, what if some one of them misses games? Like people start leaking up into third team, second team that don't re- really deserve it. Right. But I mean, that's it. They played the games. I don't right. want what I don't want is to go see Boston come to Utah the one time all year they're going to come to Utah and Jason Tatum not play. That's what I right. don't want. Right. So I'm for helps. I'm fine. Give a bum third team all NBA. I don't care. Right. Um. Anybody else have thoughts on that? Well, well another- we're waiting for. Oh, I was just going to say, oh. we got results from the poll that I put out on Dave Portnoy, and it flip-flopped on us. Uh, it might have, I mean, before I was talking, the poll was one way. After I spoke, it went the other way. I'm not saying it was because of me, but the chat did flip to, uh, yes, he was wrong. But it had flipped to no in between. So, yes, yeah. Dave Portnoy was wrong according to the chat. So Okay. I mean, hey, of no nope. in there for a second. The people, the, the, I don't know what we call the triple cross community, the crossers, <laughs> the crossers have spoken. <laughs> uh, I don't, if you guys have ideas, let me know. Cause we need something to be like, welcome back to the triple. <laughs> What's up crossers. I don't know. I like crossers kind of yeah. TCPers. The, 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 the community te- tentatively called the crossers right now. All right. Uh, a little bit further down the rabbit hole. We'll rapid fire them now. Uh, Anytime I see a Wilt shout out, I just got to put it in there. <laughs> this is hilarious. Most consecutive wow. games averaging 40, 40 points per game. Oh, wow. So we got James Harden at 19. So that's when this graphic was made. James Harden at 19, Rick Barry at 22, Kobe Bryant at 23, Elgin Baylor at 33, and Wilt Chamberlain at 515. That's crazy. That's Nope, it's more than five seasons. It's more than six seasons. That's almost seven seasons. That's like six and a half seasons of averaging 40 points per game or more. Anytime there is a Wilt shout out, I'm going to put it in the podcast. This is worded so, so, just so. How does this, I mean, it feels very creative the way they did it. Like, wouldn't that break the streak if there was one game of him below 40? Wouldn't that be an average in that one game? It, no, it's so, so that's the thing. It's like, as soon as like, wow. as soon as his running average drops below. So I get it. Right. Cause it's like, Oh, he had a whole bunch of games where he scored like 60 mm. and stuff. So that propped him up for a little so while. Crazy. But guess what? If you're, if you're averaging 45, a freaking game for a couple seasons, like I'm okay with 30. Oh, only 35. I, yeah. I guess that's all right. Uh, I do know he averaged like 36 and like 25. 36 mm. uh, points, 25 rebounds for like the decade of the 1960s. So that's with no threes. Dude was a hack. That's just crazy. Dude was a hack. Yeah. Uh, he was a glitch in the matrix. All right. Next up, we got, ooh, this is a good one. Shams screen time. <laughs> Shams, Cher- how do you say his name? Cherania. 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 His screen time. He does 17 plus hours a day of screen time. That, that means he literally, like, yeah. he literally cannot sleep eight hours yeah. a day. He cannot be sleeping eight hours a day. No social media cleanses for him. <laughs> no social media cleanses for him. He's not J-Bags. Look at him. There he is. Oh, we're down 11% last week. You only did wow. 16 hours and 14 minutes a day. Oh, my goodness. Shams, dude. I, and I, two to three shows. hours of sleep. Oh, my Two word. to three hours of sleep a night? 
I mean, he looks good for only getting two to three hours <laughs> of sleep a night. <laughs> He's got a little bags under his eyes, but you know. Uh, I actually think it shows because I actually think he like he's kind of overtaken woes yeah. as like the he's guy who drops stuff. You know what I'm saying? Right. 17 hours a day of screen time. All right, here we go. A uh, little a little more Mavs hate. February when Kyrie came had about uh, statistically an 11 percent chance at the playoffs as of today. Uh, or as of April 3rd, three point or a six percent chance of the playoffs, which leads to this interview with Luka Doncic. How much you missing Jalen Brunson? I miss him a lot. Wow. I miss Jalen Brunson a lot, which is a slight, really, yeah. if you yeah. think about it. Oh, 100%. Like, how are you going to miss Jalen Brunson a lot when you got Kyrie Irving, dude? <laughs> because one of them's a better teammate, and right. one of them's a good teammate, and one of them is not such right. a good teammate. All right, last what? Last up, a little something-something from Carter. Here is the NBA the Team of the Week last week at point guard, Mr. Stephen Curry, putting up 31 points per game last week, 4.3 rebounds and five assists. Donovan averaging 40. Oh, Donovan averaged over 40 for the week. Yeah. He's only, only like 100. Seven seasons to go. Yeah, only six and a half seasons to go to catch Will. Uh, 42 points per game five rebounds jason tatum at 35 9 and 3 Giannis 31 12 and 6 and anthony davis carter believes he was the player of the week at 38 yeah. and 11 he I did go he 3 and 0 but you know who i think he snubbed i think there's a little eastern conference bias here i think he snubbed bi and i oh. think i would put bi in front of jason tatum or Giannis Dude. last week bi i'm so i want to apologize to the show he should have been my crossing up brandon brandon ingram, ingram. dude I think He's I had real deal. I think I had decided to make Brandon Ingram my crossing up before we started, but then I forgot really? while we were live. So I was just like, I don't even remember who yeah. I said, honestly, at this point. Shout out to Brandon Ingram. Yeah, Brandon if you Ingram. Get a healthy Zion with him. That team would make a deep run. Yeah. Goodness. Yeah. All right. That's what we got planned for today. What do we got? Do we got one more spin or we got two more spins, Casey? We have one more spin. We've done two already, correct? Yeah. We've uh, done we have two done already. Two. We have a third one coming right now. Everybody, thank you for joining us. This will be our final wheel spin of the night. Uh, don't forget to check out our video description. We have another giveaway going on, not to be confused with these in-show giveaways. You can go get a bunch of bonus entries that we just added today, uh, both of the episode-specific, or all four of the episode-specific bonus entry options. Uh, that'll be good for about 130 more bonus entries to win any NBA jersey of your choice, any player, any team. But right now, we got to find Hold out. On. Michael S. Is Michael S. there? Yep. Michael he S. Is... is. He says he's not there. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> boy, Michael. Just snubbing Michael like that. All right, Michael. Mike. Sorry. Mike, thanks for calling it out. Yep. Yep. All right. All right. All right. All right. Jared, like Jay, it? who you got? Jay Bags. We got Michael S, baby. You're going to go with Michael S? Yeah. Casey, you know what? You got? Hold on, hold on. I'm going to give Michael two spots because he's been here the whole time. Oh, well, we then Michael. you just made Jared right, basically. <laughs> nah, he's just got a bigger chunk because he's got yeah, bigger, he missed he out got on got the other like, spins. He wanted an extra large piece of right. you know, whatever it is we're eating. Um, Casey, who you got? All right, Michael, that those that spot's contingent on you uh, changing your fantasy team name, by the way. Uh, we will withhold the gift card and if you win until that happens. I'm gonna dude, uh, I'm gonna stick with Boogie. <laughs> what was his name again? Or you know who else I like is M M M C Unexpected and CCG. Those are the best names. So uh I gotta pick one though. Let's go with CCG. I like that. I've been trying to come up with a like a like a name that isn't my just normal name. Yeah, like, like a rap name. 
You know what? Sure. Yeah, like a rapper name. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm I'm going with I, I think I'm gonna go with Andrew again. Andrew just wins all the time. I think he's historically the most <laughs> winningest person. Mm, yeah. I mean, I don't win. even know if that's the first time that he's done that. So he's the Greg Andrew. He's the Greg Popovich of our wheel spins. He's the I winningest mean, of all time. <laughs> Dude, dude, he All might right. be the Will Chamberlain, honestly. I don't know. Just show up. That's that was yeah. Greg Popovich said that was the key to be the win, winningest coach of all time. Just stay alive. Show wow. up. You know? Yeah. He's a master. Draft, <laughs> draft him Duncan and then show up. Yeah, yeah. All right. For the chat. Get for the chat. Up, we got 10 diehards left in here. Which which view is better when we do these spins? You like us on the side or us down below? Think about that while we're doing this spin for $25 at the NBA shop. Good luck, everyone. Gim Remember Star Gim Fox? Good luck. Good luck. Yeah, Star Fox Deep is cut. a great game. Deep oh, cut. John. Let's go. Oh, wow. CCGs. CCGs, good rap name. Yeah, that is a good name. What do you see uh, about that? Gim Gim's got some rap names for me. J Dog and C Code. C Code? That's C Code. Oh. Where are you uh, getting C Code? I think that's because, me. Oh, maybe that's you. Because no? I'm like. I don't know if he's using my last name, but I don't think I've ever said my last name on this show. I don't think so either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, CCG. I don't believe you've won before. Uh, just in case you didn't catch it, you probably don't listen to the instructions for the winners when you're not the winner on the wheel. Uh, make sure you email us at triplecrosspodcast at gmail.com, and we will uh, get you your $25 e-gift card to the NBA shop just as soon as we can, usually about a day turnaround on that. John. This was a good episode, man. It was. Uh, Jay Bags, thanks for being here, my guy. Thank you, guys. Uh, make yourself a freaking Instagram profile that isn't following all your friends so you can stop <laughs> your social media cleanse uh, and people can follow you on Instagram. No, <laughs> when they do follow you on Instagram, should I just say your normal handle, I guess? Jbags777 yeah. on yeah. Instagram and on Twitter? Uh, I need to switch on Twitter. It's okay. Bagley Jared, but I'll be switching it. All right. Uh, Casey at Niners fan man on Twitter. I don't think he even knows what Instagram is. He just used it for the first time today. Yeah. And, uh, my Insta is John from triple cross. And that is my Twitter as well. So give us those follows. Uh, let us know, let us know who your favorite, who your favorite host is actually oh. don't. Cause it's probably yeah, not very me. divisive. That's that's it's probably not me, and that's gonna just hurt hurt my feelings. So they're gonna be like Carter, even though he's only been on like Carter. two episodes. I know, dude. It is it, Carter's kind of still in the show. Um, yeah. All right. Well, let's go Lakers. Let's go. Yes, sir, Miguel. Big win and tonight, and we'll see you all next time. Bye bye. Let's go.